better because I can't give up. Gotta keep moving forward because I can't get stuck. Don't know how to express all them things that I feel. Sometimes I wonder to myself, man, is this all even real? But then I realize that my faith's in God's hands and that this pain has a purpose. What's up and welcome back to The Hallway with your host, Kent Thornquist. Really excited for today. This is an episode that I've been needing to do for several weeks and I just hadn't got around to it. But today we're going to talk about a lot. First and foremost, I'm going to celebrate that I just turned 30 years old. And it's a huge milestone for me because there were several times as a kid, I never thought I'd get to see my 30s. So to turn 30 on Thursday was just an incredible blessing. And I celebrated in, in such an awesome way. Got to enjoy time with my wife. Got to take some beautiful maternity photos. I uh, got to have my daughter present for that. Had a great dinner. Got to see my nieces. Just a great day. And it was a good opportunity to sit back and, and reflect on, you know, what are some of the things I've learned as I turned 30 years old? So uh, the first part of today's episode is going to be just a little bit of reflection for me. You know, I said early on that part of this podcast for me is documenting the journey. You know, it's documenting what, what has happened to me. One of the reasons for launching it is so that my kids can look back and see what I've learned in this process of life. And so I'm going to dive right into that. The number one thing I've learned first is that I don't want to be defined by the things that have happened to me in life. Now, that thing happened and it has impacted maybe the way I process things, the way I perceive the world, but I don't have to be defined by that. You know, I was raised uh, very low income. That is something that happened. It was part of my life, but I can't allow that to shape how I still perceive the world, right? I didn't have a lot of education behind money. Now, I shouldn't go through the rest of my life just going, I'm bad with money. I didn't learn a lot about it as a kid. Therefore, for the rest of my life, I'm going to be bad with money. You know, one thing that I struggle with is empathy. I would not say that I'm the most empathetic person. I'm not going to just settle and go, eh. I'm not really an empathetic person. No. Instead, I'm going to do everything that I possibly can to improve on that. Now, there are people out there that operate naturally. Let's say on a scale of 0 to 100, they naturally operate about 85% in terms of how empathetic they are towards others. And I might be a natural 60. But if I work really, really hard, I can be a 65 or a 70 you know, if I read books and I, and I really dive into it and I make it intentional to put myself in other shoes and things like that. So take that same logic of empathy or money and apply it to anything. I'm not going to be defined by my childhood or my young adult years or even what happened to me six months ago. I'm not going to let that shape the next stage of my life. And so that's the first thought that I had when I was kind of reflecting on like, what have I learned in this, in this journey? And the second thing is that there's this really cool video out there of a bunch of people lined up, a bunch of college age students lined up and it says, take one step forward. If you've ever had to wonder where your next meal is going to come from, take one step forward. If you're not in college based on your athletic abilities, right? And you continue taking these one steps forward. And the group of people are told to look back and they look back and a lot of the people on the line didn't have the same opportunities in life that they did. And the instructor of it points out the fact that nothing 
that he stated as a take one step forward if moment was a result of something that that kid did, right? You're not better than the person still on the line because you come for money, right? You're not better than that person on the line because you had a great opportunity to go to a good college. It was by nothing that you did that that got you there. And so I love that video because what I've always felt like is, because if you watch the video, I would still be on the line in a lot of ways because I resonated with some of those things. Uh, and so I would still be on the line. And I used to allow that while I'm still on the line and these people are way ahead of me in life to define me. I would actually let it kind of hold me back. I'd be like, well, God, I haven't had the same opportunities as that person. God, I haven't been given the same opportunities as those people. And what God did over the last nine years of my life is incredible. But that 21-year-old that first got saved, that watched that video, that was like, man, I'll never be, see, they already got an unfair advantage on me. These people that are ahead of me in life, they already got 10, 20, 30 steps on me. I'll never be able to catch up with them. And what God's done over the last nine years is he has picked me up and he's placed me up there to where I have the exact same opportunities. My 30 to 40 can look as good as anyone else's. And it's not going to be an excuse of, well, this thing happened to me years ago. So it's going to keep me from being able to be successful in my 30s. And so I do believe that God picked me up and he put me at the front of that line, not saying I'm ahead of anyone else, but just saying that I have the same opportunities anyone else has, and I'm not going to be defined by the things in my past. I'm not going to let that cripple me, and I'm sure as heck not going to use that as a crutch every day. So that's the second thing that, that really kind of popped in my brain as I was processing this. And the third thing is that it goes really quick. And people always say that, you know. You're going to be 18, you're going to blink, you're going to be 21, you're going to blink, you're going to be 25, you're going to blink, you're going to be 30, and that's going to continue happening. And so I'm going to do my best in my 30s to appreciate every day that I'm given because it really did feel that way, that I was 25 just a few years ago and that I, I just blinked and I'm 30. And I know before I know it, I'm going to blink again. And my daughter's going to be graduating high school and I'm going to have several kids running around the house and life's just going to go really quickly. And so I want to take the opportunity to enjoy every day and appreciate the blessing of life every day. But my advice to anyone coming up behind me or anyone in life is just to appreciate the value of today because tomorrow's not guaranteed. And to appreciate the fact that we were given another year. You know, a lot of people were kind of hating. They're like, oh, you're 30, you're old. Man, I never thought I'd see this. So I'm going to enjoy every second of it. And I was thankful to see 30 because I know a lot of people that I grew up with that never got to see it. And I know a lot of people who are in that age range with me who are not in the same season of life because they're being held back by the things that have happened to them or their circumstances. There are a lot of excuses being made and not a lot of work being done to improve those circumstances. And so that's my challenge in that is to appreciate the value of each day. And I had this opportunity. I've been transparent in this that uh, I believe that mental health is, is a huge um, factor in our lives and it should be one of the most important things, especially for those who carry a lot of trauma. It's important to go through the process of healing and to get the help that's needed. 
And so I've been really active the last five or six years in doing that, counseling and therapy and things like that. And one of the things that I've done is I had the opportunity to create a really cool timeline. So I had this giant piece of paper and I got to spell out every life event that I've had, every struggle I've had with addictions, every time I've moved as a kid, just all these different things. And it was so cool to do that on the heels of my 30th birthday, to sit back and reflect on what God's done in my life over three decades. And to see, you know, some people look out on it and go, man, you, were, you went through a lot and, and it's, it's wild you're here. And that might be true, but I look at it and was like, man, look at all you got me through, God. Look at all you carried me through. I remember here, you know, I remember in this little season right here, I thought that I'd never make it, that I was done for. Hey, there's never going to be another opportunity like that in life. And now look at what you're doing. And what I love the most, though, is that it's based on decades. So I have three decades built in there in these little blocks. And I'm just picturing the next decade on this piece of paper, the blank decade of 30 to 40. And I can do whatever I want with this. Obviously, walking in the will of God in alignment with his will for my life. But whatever happens here, you know, it's a result of my decisions and indecisions. And so I was like, man, I hope that I have a block on here for starting a business. And I got a block on here for my daughter graduating high school and going off to college, which is a terrifying thought. And I got all these positive blocks on here. My wife and I have several more kids and we buy a next home and, you know, all these awesome things that are going to take place in my life. And I just sat back and was just thinking about, man, God, if the second half of my 20s were this good, and I'm just now really getting this faith walk down. I'm really walking in your will and walking in obedience as best I can and living this faith walk out in my second half of my 20s. How good, how great are my 30s going to be? And I just sat and just enjoyed that moment staring at it. And it was a beautiful time. So that brings me up on the main reason for today's episode. But I really feel like in this next season... And I'm being called to take a break from several things. I just feel like I'm called to eliminate some of the things. You know, we have, there's 100% Kent, right? Then you add in my job and a percentage comes out. You add in these different obligations in life, a percentage comes out. And before we know it, we are so stretched thin. Not only are we stretched thin, but the things that do have our attention get the worst version of us. You know, the days that I wake up and I go through my morning routine and I work my job and I come home and I spend time with my family, I feel like every aspect there, my time with God, my time at the gym, my time with my employer and my time with my family, I feel like the product of me as a person is a higher quality product, right? Uh, some people are like, you're calling yourself a product. I am, right? I am calling myself the product, the product of me as a person right? I talk about this in leadership as you're developing somebody, the product of them at the end. I've said this for years. Anyone that serves behind me, they can question my methods. They can't question my motives. And so anyone that I'm leading in life and anyone that I'm serving as a servant leader, they can question how I do things, but they can't question my motives behind it. And what you can never question is the results. Because anyone that I've ever led is going to bear fruit from me leading them, right? And so I believe that that's because the product of that person 
at the end of it is higher. But the product of me as a person is higher when I've eliminated some of the things in my life. And you're going to have seasons, right? I'm going to have seasons when I have three kids and I got baseball games and soccer games and basketball games and I got to still work and I got to get time with my wife and I'm going to have those seasons. But right now, God's just calling me to eliminate some of the things, personal training. I'm not going to be doing the podcast for a little bit. Now I'm still going to be processing the podcast. I'm still going to be reviewing the episodes I've released. I'm going to always be looking at what other podcasters are doing to try to pull some of that and try to take some of those good ideas into what I'm doing. I'm still going to be a, a student of it, but for a season, I'm not going to be recording episodes and I'm not going to be working as diligent on it along with several other things. I want my time to be dedicated to my family and my wife's going to give birth hopefully in a few weeks and or sooner. My attention is going to be focused on family first. I'm going to be giving those first fruits first and foremost to God, obviously, but to my family between those two things and then work. I'm just cutting out the excess for a season so I can make sure the product of me is given the right amount of attention to those around me. And I just know the other reason that I really want to take this break is I believe this is so important for us to do from time to time, to step back and reflect on the things that we're doing in life and ask ourselves and ask God through prayer, am I walking in alignment with who I was created to be? You know, I was having a conversation with my pastor recently, and we were talking about how some people have a desire, but they don't have the skill, right? And so I have a desire to lead worship. I see worship leaders up there and I'm like, oh man, the passion they have for God as they're up there worshiping and leading the congregation in worship. I want to do that. I can't sing. It's not a skill of mine. It's not a talent of mine because I have a passion for it, but I don't have the skill to back it up. And I think it's important in life to sit back and go, you know, some of these things I'm doing, I know I'm passionate about that, but I'm not skilled in that. That's not to say you can't work on it. You can't beat on your craft. You can't get better at it. But if there's something that I'm naturally gifted at, why wouldn't I focus my attention on that? There are calls on my life for things that I believe that I'm pretty good at. And that's not to be boastful. It's to say I have worth and I have value and I'm talented at some things, right? I am very talented at the skill of working out in the gym. I'm very meticulous on it. Uh, I'm very well-rounded at it. I'm very knowledgeable on the subject. Now, it did take a lot of work. But there are other things in my life that I don't know if I'm as talented at. And I need to sit back and go, I've got 24 hours in a day. I got 24 hours in a day. What is going to get my attention? You know, I can't neglect my time with God. I can't neglect my time with my wife. I can't neglect my children. I got 24 hours in a day. What am I going to do with it? And what is going to pay off the best in the long run? Obviously, those first three, my time with God affects every element of my life. When I don't get that time with God, I just feel like something's off the whole day. It's like when you get in a fight with your spouse and you don't clear the air quickly, the rest of the day just doesn't settle right, you know? And so that's how it is when I don't get that time with God. I know that those things are important and I know I only got 24 of these hours in a day. And so my challenge to anyone and what I'm challenging myself to do 
is to sit back and reflect and make sure that everything that we're doing every day is truly walking in alignment, not only with what we're passionate about, but what also that we have the skill to match that passion. And that's not to say you can't have hobbies, things that I'm not as good at. I'm not good at that. I'm not even going to invest my time into that. I'll throw something out there. Golf, right? I have a lot of friends that say, you should try golf. In this next season of life, you're going to want to go out and you want to go golfing with your friends. I have zero intentions of trying to get good at golf. It's not something I have passion for or skill. I know that's not something that I want to do or that I'm even slightly good at. So I will give it no time, right? Now, take basketball on the other hand. I don't have skill, but I have passion, and it's something that I can do to build camaraderie with people around me. So every once in a while, I will go out back. I have a, a basketball hoop, and I will go out back, and I'll go shoot around because I have a passion for it. So I'm going to try to improve my skill just a little bit. I have a friend who plays basketball, and really my only priority is just to be able to score. Notice I didn't say win, just to score. I have a passion for it, so I will do that. All right, so I've hit on that plenty. Uh, but that really concludes the idea for this episode. You're reflecting on my 30s and just kind of explaining my why behind this next season of life. And I'm really excited for it. Anyone that knows my story knows that I missed out on the first few years of my daughter's life. I was in and out and I wasn't consistently there. And so I'm really excited for this baby because I'm in a different stage of life. And I've talked about this before. My daughter, there are pros and cons to our dynamic she will have a version of dad that this child will not know most likely, right? They will know two different versions. This child will know 35-year-old dad who's sober and different things like that. And Lillian watched me grow up as an adult. She was with me through some of the most difficult seasons of my life. And I really want to be there. I know some dads are like, man, changing diapers and screaming baby. And I dreaded all that. I am so legacy minded in this season of my life that I'm excited for all that. And I know people are going to hear that and be like, man, that's going to change. No, bring it because I'm excited for every diaper. I'm excited for every night of having to get up with that baby because I believe in the idea of leaving a legacy, a legacy of what God has done in my life, but also a legacy of how I've impacted those around me. And my children would be first and foremost in that. So I'm really excited to release this episode. I'm excited for this next little pause and break in my life and see what God does with this in the next season. Because I do not feel called for a second that this is the end of the Hallway Podcast. This is just the beginning of it. But I think I'm going to have the opportunity to sit back. And when I come back and, I, and I'm recording again, I got a feeling it's going to be some of the best content I've put out. And that content will be able to reach many, many people. Not reach them just to hear an awesome podcast, but ultimately reach them for the purpose of advancing God's kingdom and leading people to have a relationship with Christ. So thank you for your support. Thank you for sticking with me through these episodes, and I'm really excited for the next season. Have a blessed day.